Hello and welcome back to Rigori, the Italian football podcast that likes to focus on the big football championships like Serie B. I'm Marco. And I'm Giancarlo. Uh, and uh, if I'm sounding rather happy, you'll, you'll find out why. It's very unusual. If, if this is your first episode, uh, I'm normally miserable as a result of my football team. But um, for once, that is not the case this week. But as I said, um, in the absence of Serie A, because... I don't know, there's a winter, early winter break, extended winter break or something happening in Serie A. I'm not sure of the reason. But um, we thought we would still have some episodes focusing on Serie B. Um, and before we get to my team, I thought we'd, we'd save that, save the best for last. Um, I wanted to focus at the towards the top of the table. And I suppose there is a, there is a link to... Uh, the reason for the Serie A winter break at the moment because there were two former World Cup winners clashing in the form of uh, Super People Inzaghi and Fabio Cannavaro at Regina in the Regina Benevento game, uh, which ended 2 2 actually, which was probably a better result for, for Cannavaro, um, the Benevento manager, than, than Inzaghi. But you know, there's a lot of lot of uh, ex World Cup winners, as we've commented before, it, down in Serie B trying to apply their trade. Yeah, they, they got off to a flyer. Regina were really going well. I saw some of the game. I saw the highlights anyway. And I mean, one of these, a VAR penalty to open up proceedings. It was one of those ones where, I, I don't know, the guy sort of leapt in, tried to go with his arms behind his back. And then, I don't know, the, the arm was maybe out. They gave the penalty. Anyway, but that helped to open up the game. And so I'm sure that super people must have thought he was home and hose because Regina flying high, as you say, Benevento really struggling. There's been a number of times when they've been talking about um, giving giving Cannavaro the the bullet. You know, it looked like mm-hmm. he was going to be um, shown the door, but they showed some spirit to come back and actually um, get themselves back in. I don't. I don't think he's actually won a game yet, Cannavaro. No. I'd... Oh no, he did. He won his. I think he maybe won his last game. So he's had. He's won one game since he's been there. I think, it's, so. it's certainly not been an easy, an easy mm-hmm. start for him. And, and you know, some of the others, as we see, um, have been doing better. But that was a, a vital point. And I, I noticed interesting enough, which I think it confirmed what we've said about Serie B all the way along, is that anybody can get a result against anyone. And mm-hmm. I think the only game this weekend where the team higher in the table won was another World Cup winner, actually, um, Daniele De Rossi. His, his spal side got beat by Brescia, who are doing pretty well. Every other game, the team that was lower in the division got at least a point. There were somewhere it wasn't such a big difference, but, I mean, it just shows you, you know, these teams have all got something going for them, even the, even the most struggling ones. And it's, um, you know, the, the, they can ups. And so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty gripping season in its way. And it, it, it's quite rare that you see a team stroll to the Serie B yeah, title. It anyway, it's so, yeah. always a tough ask. As I say, there was, there was people Zaghi thinking he was on easy street. And then, you know, at least... Presumably the players are starting to play for Cannavaro. He, he managed to get a result out of that, and he may, he may yet turn the corner. And it, you know, if they've stuck with him through a string of bad results, you've got to think that it is a, a rarity for Italian football. It might actually be a long-term appointment. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that we'll see how that pans out. But um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's not lost a lot of games either. I think he's had a lot of draws, but, you know, he is down towards the bottom at the moment. But as you say, at Serie B, everyone's actually very close. You go in a run a couple of games and suddenly you can be back up in, in amongst the playoff places. So, yeah, um, always interesting to see how these how these guys do it. And Inzaghi himself is becoming one of these Serie B specialists, really, because obviously he was at Venezia. He, got, he did really well with us. Um, he got... Uh, was it Benevento? He, he was at Benevento yeah, as yeah, well, so it was a it was a derby for him. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't seem to be able to do it in Serie A when he's when he's been given the chance. So maybe he is one of these managers that just understands that division and how to get the best out of his players at, at that level, which there definitely are specialists at that level that you can always say, well, they're a safe pair of hands and they, they know what they're doing in that division. Uh, and I wish Venezia would learn. <laughs> but, if, you do, you get yeah. the, you get players like that as well. Though, can you get goal scorers like that? Mm-hmm. And that's their level too, where they just, you know, they can just do it at that level and that's and that's all there is to it, you know. And, and they, there's guys like that. But as you see, he looks like he's one of these men maybe that, that you'd think there'd be another Serie A side would, would take a punt on him because he's still relatively young and you know he's got some but maybe that's just the 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 watermark for him is is Mm -hmm. there and you know there's no there's no shame in that I think you can make a good living as I see and he's in he's in good company with all these with all these World Cup winning colleagues yeah well Gross was doing the best obviously Frosinone are threatening to run away with it a bit actually with Regina dropping some points today um, and Genoa also dropping points. Uh, they they have started the strongest, but it's a long season, as you say, um, and there isn't an easy game in Serie B, um, which Genoa found out themselves because uh, they were they're third in the table, but they lost to the team at the bottom of the table, Perugia, one 0 And I think there is now talk of blessing uh, being shown the door, which you know they are still third, um, but. Obviously not good enough for what what they want uh, from him this season. And that I mean that would be amazing, but it shows you that it's just as cutthroat in in Serie in Serie B as it is in in Serie A. And you know a guy that's done pretty well. He wasn't up to the job in in Serie A, but he's done pretty well with them. But he he could be he could be shown the door. I wonder if he'll have to sort of uh, sneak out, um, sort of camouflaged and hidden to get away from. Fans, and then he would be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, there, there would be a pun. <laughs> Sorry, Marco. I said I said I'd do less of those, but it's not a bean one at least this time. No, you know? that's, true. So, that's true. So, so let's let's move on and, quickly. And, uh, uh, I suppose staying on the theme of of ex players, maybe not World Cup winners, but you know there was a time when Luca Renly was was. Um, touted for the national team and a lot of players a lot of fans wanted him in that in the squad um but he has just been let go by Ternana who have had a poor run of results it has to be said but I think from what I could gather looking online and stuff there does seem to be a bit of you know wonder as to why now you know either do it earlier or give him a bit of time to try and fix it I think I, 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 saw, I saw that one yeah I mean certainly their form was pretty rotten so mm-hmm. they did no wins in their last five games two goals they'd scored in their last yeah. in their last five games you know so pretty rotten run but they've got off to a good start they were they were doing well and you know I mean I've always got 
you know, a soft spot in my heart for a mad communist in charge of a, in charge of a football team. So it seemed a seemed a shame and a good a good Tuscan as well, obviously Livorno um, through and through. But that's just yet another game where you see that you know the the, the little team that because Pisa, I thought they were going to be the only team that would save Venezia, but they've actually picked up a bit of form. And you know, the other thing I've noticed now watching a bit more Serie B is that. It makes you feel very old because there's so many players in these teams who are the sons of players players you can remember. Because I just I looked at the result and I saw that as a Pisa had two Pietro Beruato, who I can remember his dad Paolo, who played for Torino and Lazio in the 1980s, and they also had Alessandro De Vitis, who was a son of Toto De Vitis, who was you know every sort of the poor man's Schilacci or whatever. He was a he was a good old goal scorer back in the day at Udinese and Verona. So these are the sort of things you spot. You see a surname, you think I probably saw his dad play. I mean, <laughs> the bad news will be when it's his non, though, that I can remember. Yeah, then we'll give up. That will be the end of the. That will be the end of the podcast. I think. But I mean, it just it, it just shows you. Um, that, that as say it's a cutthroat league, and you know there's no. You, you'd think a man with his reputation, they, you, they would have stuck with him a bit longer. But uh, you know there's no, there's there's no sentiment there. I mean the funny thing is, Mark, I don't know if other listeners have been tuning in through Mola TV to hmm. watch some of these games. I don't know. If you, you maybe watch more than I do, but it was I had the first chance to tune in to watch the the highlights of one of these games, and <laughs> I mean I don't like to to take the mickey out of, out of people but but there was a, a guy called Pepe Di Giovanni doing the commentary on on one of the on the the, the Padma Modena game I think it was and honestly it was like an Italian version of Borat it was it was highly it was highly comical and then he, fin- he finished off I mean he started on the football inside I noticed there's a guy there Tremolada Luca Tremolada that's had he's having a good season um um, a couple of goals and about six assists. Now, I think I think he assisted both of Modena's goals in that game. But it, it it was hard for me to concentrate on the game with this sort of broken English commentary. I don't know why why they do it in English. I mean, I thought it would be for an Italian audience anyway. But he he he, he finished up. His farewell line was no time anymore for Parma. Not a chance in hell for Parma, he said. So I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I it's, it was like one of these it things. Like that's an entertainment uh, in and of itself. Well, I, I, well, I would recommend it. Um, I would definitely recommend it if you can. If you, you know, if you're looking for a way to catch up on Serie B, they usually have two or three games every weekend. And as I say, the wee highlights package is six or seven minutes. Um, and they, well, I, I mean, I don't know if they uniformly speak broken English, but it's for me, it's like going back to the back shops of my youth when you used to go in and see your great uncle, and he's, you say, "How are you doing?" He say, ah, "I'm a cooking up at this today." It's really, it's really very back to the to sort of the, the broken English of those days. So highly entertaining, but I mean, it's a good service though, nonetheless. I don't want to sort of totally, totally rip the, rip the Mickey out of them. They're doing a good job to to bring us these games, but certainly, I they could do with brushing up the English. But as I say, I don't know why it's done in English and not in Italian. Well, because 
Because I think in Italy it's Dazen that have the ah, rights. Ah, right, so okay. So for the international. For the inter- right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> audience. They, well, maybe we could invest a bit more than commentators <laughs> to get them to give them brush up on their English. But as I say, good on them for for doing. It. I'm all for anything that takes Serie B to a wider audience overall. But it was just this was my first encounter with it, and it was certainly it was that was as entertaining as the. It was a decent game, and the, but the commentary was was just as entertaining. Yeah, it, it certainly sounds it. And, um, you know, just to sort of highlight how close Serie B is or how competitive it is, you've got teams like Sud Tirol, who were just promoted last year, are in the playoff spots. Um, and then you've got teams like Venezia, relegated from Serie A, in the playoff, in the relegation spots, sorry. Um, so, you know, there isn't. I don't think there is an easy game, and I've now had the chance, obviously, having watched Venezia, to see a lot of these teams, not all of them yet. Um, and I do think there is a pretty... It, there's no game that I've thought, this team is absolutely rubbish, or this team is way better. Um, it, there does seem to be a sort of average level of Serie B, that, and a lot of teams can cancel each other out, or it, that's what can throw up these surprise results. Which one of which I suppose you may say would be Palermo losing at home to Venezia? Well, exactly I would, what I, happened. I would say that, Marco. But, I mean, do, let's, we've we've teased our listeners enough. I mean, what what? How did things it, it, on paper on the stats alone? It seemed like quite an exciting one for you. How how? Yeah, did it, 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 was, it was certainly an exciting game, and obviously it's Vanoli's second game in charge, and you might say it's his first proper game because he was brought in very late on before the Regina game um, and he's now had a bit of time to work with the players and it seemed to show in that first half we dominated the game um, had way more shots just looked more direct and more cohesive as a team um, still lacking that sharpness up front really in the box when we did create a chance but we looked the most dangerous team but then of course second half within three minutes uh, a back pass Joranen who is a very good goalkeeper, um, doesn't come out for the back pass and Brunori runs through. Joran uh, and tries to get the ball. Ref gives a penalty. And for once, VAR uh, comes to our rescue. It was a strange way. I don't know if you saw it. but um, I didn't see it. No, no, well, um, the, Brunori tried to knock the ball past Joran and he had his arm out and it bounced off his arm and sort of went, sideways past Joranen so not where Brunori was running but then Joranen definitely moved his arm to like impede um, Brunori but obviously the ref thought well he's touched the ball first and the ball's gone away and the rest of it wasn't I don't know he must have judged it wasn't a deliberate movement or something like that but so I think Palermo were possibly hard done by by that but on the balance of play, it, it, certainly it would have been a bit harsh on us. And then we took the lead. It was a, uh, you know, more pressure from us. Uh, Candela, the fullback, hit a shot from uh, a hopeful shot. It has to be said from about thirty yards, but it deflected right into the path of Poy and Paolo, who finished it well. Um, and you know, it looked at that point like you know we were the more likely to score, but we definitely tired. We put a lot into the game. Vanoli was the assistant for many years to Conte. And you can see that that in his style of play, um, we're very much about, you know, grinding out, working hard, try to frustrate the other team, and then hit them on the break almost, and be quite direct with it as well. So, um, I think 
there's going to be a similar sort of. Um, I'm not sure there's the similar histrionics on on the site, like, but, <laughs> or, but um, or or here do. No, no, um, but uh, the the this this sort of approach to the game perhaps is is similar, and he definitely worked on some set pieces. There were some quite clever corners and stuff going on, um, but we did tire. And then Palermo, it looked like Palermo had equalised. They Di Mariano crossed the ball in. Oh no! In fact, before that, uh, they they got a, they did get a penalty for a handball, um, which was a fair penalty. Joronen saved it, and then the, he saved it. It was one of these saves. It was to his left. He dived down. It bounced back towards the centre of the goal, and Brunori ran in. And you thought, oh well, it's for sure. But he. He smacked it into the ground and it went up over the crossbar. Oh, it, it was your blessed day, Mark. It was. See, it sounds well, like well, it. it was as, and then even even on top of that, uh, they then equalise um, and VAR intervenes and disallows the goal. And again, it was a very, very dubious offside to me, it looked like. But, uh, you know, if I was a Palermo fan, I would be very, very yeah. disappointed in the decisions. But... I think, to be honest, on the balance of play, we deserved it, and there are, there definitely was some signs of life from the team, which is something that um, we desperately needed to see. To be honest, and as we've been saying, Serie B, you get a couple of good results, and suddenly you're you're away up the table. So we can only hope this is the start of something a bit better. We've got Ternana next. Um, that that's an opportunity to grab another three points, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd, 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 I would not, it would be remiss of me not to just take a moment in uh, after a Palermo-Venezia game to remember the Bampo owner of yes, both of those clubs, yeah. the, the Zamparini Derby, as we, as we call it, the, the Mauricio Zamparini. For those who don't know, mad owner that had both Venezia and Palermo left, you know, great promise for Venezia was going to do great things, and then took the huff and kind of sailed off around the coast to to Palermo and did, did most of our squad. Well, most of the squad and did do good things at yeah. Palermo. To be fair, yeah. did achieve a lot and left the Venetians crying in the lagoons. Really, at, at what might have been so one in the eye, one in the eye to Palermo for for that for that wrong they did to Venezia so many, so many moons ago. But yeah, it always brings back memories to me of those mad captains, the man who had more managers in a season than he had hot meals. It was always... It was Cannavaro always... would certainly not be in a joke. No, def- definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely not. No, no, that's for, that's for absolutely, that's for absolutely certain. So yeah, no, but a good, a good win for Venezia. And I say a rare thing for listeners to hear you actually Upbeat this, this yes, week. Indeed. I mean, it'll, it'll not last. Don't worry, um, faithful listener. Uh, uh, typically, it's in an episode when, as we're not covering Syria, probably no one will tune in. <laughs> yeah, but, um, just the same. <laughs> people, people need a break, so they need some light relief. So that was, so that was good. But as I said, you know, that was just the, the thing that most stuck out to me this weekend was just how many of the teams that were struggling. And I genuinely thought. As the results came in, I thought, don't tell me Venezia is going to be the only one to miss the party. Yeah. You know, all these teams are getting points. And then the situation really would have been desperate for Venezia because they were all gathering points. I could see the league table and you were really starting to look cut adrift. So it was a, it was a vital win. And as you say, maybe they can, although will Ternana have the new manager bounce yeah, possibly, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, hopefully maybe that, maybe they go into despair and, and as you see, the Vanoli effect can, can carry on for, for Venezia, but then keep them and keep them moving up the table. 
Yep. Well, uh, we will have more Serie B coverage next week um, as we intend to continue coming out with these episodes, even though Serie A is not on. So, yeah, who knows? It could be an unheard of two weeks in a row of me sounding happy but I'm not getting my hopes up yet um, if you enjoyed the episode uh, please do tell your friends share it, like it, subscribe rate it, review it, all of these things they really help us uh, and otherwise we'll be back next week with more uh, probably the only coverage of Serie B in Scotland the, absolutely the best for sure I think <laughs> we can safely say <laughs>